This is Corolla Digital. Allison Rosen. This week on Allison Rosen is your new best friend, David Tell. Are you just, so you're justifying doing stuff that you think might end your life soon? Yes. Is this a justification or is it that you, wait, is it that you, did you just fall asleep? No, that was me breathing. Go ahead, I'm listening. That's my listening sound. Do you think you really <laughs> you don't want to live? Did, did you say, am I? Or did yeah, you are you having a good time? I am, are you? Yeah, of course I am. Okay, I good. enjoy talking to you. So. Thank you. Okay. Same. I, and Same. I'm You wouldn't even ditto. give me the whole, you wouldn't even give me the whole, like, I you tweeted. Love- a, you were like. <laughs> I was saving my words. Same. <laughs> Well, right, I, mean, anyway. I almost said ditto, and I steered away, because that's kind of a that's, shitty thing. Is that out? I only say it as a joke. Okay, okay. Anyway, right. and the thing is, I'm kind of intimidated by you. But let's Why? get to that. Well, I'll, I'll, let me address that after I finish asking my labored question, which okay. is, do you really not want to live that long, or is this just a justification for smoking? A little of both. I guess everybody wants to live long, you know, as long as they can live exactly as they are when they say that. Subscribe to Allison Rosen as your new best friend on iTunes or go to AllisonRosen.com. Only from Corolla Digital. Allison's your new best friend. Now, it's time for this week's CarCast with your host, Adam Corolla, and moderator, Matt D'Andrea. Get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get it on. Mandate. Get it on. Welcome to yet another car cast. I'm Adam Kroll. That's Matt, the motorator. DeAndrea. How you doing? Beard's growing in. Thank you. Your beard, not mine. Danny Trejo <laughs> is here. So. Danny, you know from mm, every movie made in the last... <laughs> 15 years, 20 say years. 18. <laughs> 18 years. Maybe Machete. Uh, I mean, I mean, just, uh, I don't know. Heat. Everything. Every heat. Everything. Everything. Good to see you, Danny. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. for coming. Spy kids. Thanks. Spy kids. My kids love it. Everybody loves Spy Kids. Uncle Machete. So uh, now, where'd you grow up? What's your story? I'm curious. Let me see where I grew up. Right down the street, really. Pacoima, San Fernando. Yeah. Oh, when boy. I was 13. You know, Van yeah. Nuys Boulevard, cruising. I went slow. To, I went to, uh, now, did you go to Poly High? What high I school? I went to Polytechnic, North Hollywood, San Fernando, Van Nuys, and Monroe. All in the first half of the tenth grade. I, I didn't. I didn't play well with others. He was undecided. <laughs> I wow! Didn't, that, I, didn't. I only went to two of those schools. <laughs> I didn't play well with others. I, I went to North Hollywood High. I love North Hollywood. I I I my Pee Wee football team was the Sun Valley Falcons. Yeah, so we, yeah. we played at Poly High. Yeah, uh-huh. We played San Fernando for a, a baseball championship. Like I was in the tenth grade, and I think the last football game I played was at Monroe, the Monroe Vikings. Yeah, I think they were. Yeah. Wow. So, at least, uh, what was the other school you went to? Uh, North Hollywood, San Fernando, Tigers. Yeah, Tigers, and then uh, Polly Parrots. Yeah, uh, Monroe. And Van Nuys. Oh, no, Van Nuys yeah. Wolves. Yeah. Right. We played Van Nuys. <laughs> all teams, every team we played, my, my football league, and you went to every single one you, of those you know, schools. What's really funny is that my uh, look, nephew Gilbert, my uncle's, my, my cousin, little Gilbert, he played on the uh, uh, Sun Valley Falcons. 
Oh, he was a founder. Yeah. But you know, later on, I mean, he's he's sure pen right now. But he's know. in the joint. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, no. he should have stuck with football. Yeah. <laughs> so you uh, were a troubled kid, acting out, getting in fights. Yeah, that kind yeah, of stuff. I, I, yeah. I and they just keep moving you from school to school. Yeah, yeah. You just get in a fight, and they throw the, you the, the radius we're talking about there is about a six and a half, eight mile radius of of schools, all in basically the same part of the San Fernando Valley that I grew up in. And uh, North Hollywood, not too bad. And but by the way, this is back. What years are we talking uh, about here? Well, I I was supposed to graduate in '62, but mm-hmm. but like Sun Valley is dicier now, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was It looks shittier now. I don't know yeah. if it is shittier. Yeah. Now. back no, then it was dicey, just, but new, you know, <laughs> new dice. Yeah. A lot more, you know, a lot more people there. You know, a lot more people all over. There was know. just room in the San Fernando yeah. Valley. I mean, yeah. if you would go back in those days, if you drove out to Chatsworth, you just see vacant land yeah, and like, nothing. hey, it's Charles yeah. Manson and Tex Watson's. <laughs> How you doing, Watson? There you go. Yeah, you got some new, oh, you picked up some new runaway stuff. Fuck, that's awesome. So uh, you're getting in trouble. They're throwing you out of school. Eventually, what happens? Drugs. Drugs. Drugs, robberies, typical, you know. Mm-hmm. What was it like? Typical, like broken family stuff? No, no. Actually, I came from a pretty good family. My dad, hardworking. My mom, you know, housewife. And how me. does it work then? I mean, how does it work where some kids are just like bad apples? <laughs> you said it. <laughs> You're just a bad apple. I mean, you I blame your friends, Danny. I blame your friends. I blame my, sure. my mom and blame my friends. You know, but uh, but your dad was I around. I had no friends. Mom. Your mom was around. I mean, yeah. they were provided and know, everything. You know, they My dad was working, working guy. You know, mm-hmm. he was working. It's like the more overtime he could get, the better. Right. And my mom was, you know, busy with her stuff. You know, and I was just kind of like. You know, growing up, I I had a role model that was an uncle, my dad's youngest brother, and and he happened to be an you know an armed robber, drug addict, and I just he always had a pocket full of money. It right, appealed to me. Got to so, look up to someone. Yeah. So you 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 start in on your life of crime, eventually yeah. get busted, you do some time in the joint. How old are you before you have your just first whiff of success in Hollywood? Forty. So it's like it, at age thirty nine and three quarters. 30, oh, I, got in, I got into I got in I got into the Hollywood in nineteen eighty five, completely by accident. Right. So you're you're basically sitting around in your mid to later thirties now. What are you doing for work I was before a, Hollywood? I was actually a drug counselor. I worked for a place right here in Glendale, Western Pacific Rehab, mm-hmm. and I still work for them. I still do their public relations. And, and uh, Mark, what's up, my? My boss and and he and and you were working as a because as a as a, as a recovering addict yeah you uh, were working working that and telling the story don't do what I yeah, did you know, story kind of, you know yeah counseling and helping people try to get jobs and doing what you know mm-hmm. somebody coming out of the joint the drug addict is like it's, you know, you've been gone eight years it's not it's pretty hard to. To fill out a job application, what did you do for these eight years? Right, I so, was sleeping. I was taking a nap. So, I was on vacation. So what did you what did you end up doing though? How did you get into Hollywood then? What was the what was the break? Uh, in 1985, I got a call from one of the kids I was working with, and he said, at "11 o'clock at night, he said, can you come down, hang out with me? Because there's a lot of blow on my job. You know, 85 was." Pretty heavy with yeah. cocaine and yeah, on the set and, in '85. But yeah. I didn't know it was a set because he gave me a, 
addressed to the warehouse district downtown L.A. Dog Street was over there by Alvera Street, which is mm-hmm. warehouses. I thought he was. A, I thought he was a, worked in a warehouse. I thought I was going to go over there. We're going to sit in the car, twelve o'clock at night, smoke some cigarettes, drink some coffee, and then he's going to go back in to his warehouse after break, and right. everybody's going to think we're gay. And it, right. And, <laughs> yeah. And. It wasn't. I walked onto the movie set of a movie called Runaway Train, John Voight, Eric Roberts. He was a PA. I love that movie, yeah. by the way. Oh, God. I just I just came back from Russia because the director was uh, Andrei Kajalowski, who actually gave me my start. The, uh, on Runaway the, the, Train. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah the, the, the cinematography on <sighs> Runaway Train was unbelievable. It's a, it's a highly underrated movie. Yeah. It, not underrated. <laughs> no one thought it was bad. It's just it's not... It's not as popular as it should be. Well, Voight was, was amazing. It was, Voight a canon, it was a canon movie, and prison movies weren't real big in, in 85. You right. Know? And Voight, it's funny because he's such a soft-spoken, nice guy and everything, but he played a crazy badass. Oh, yeah. And uh, that was some of his best work. Eric Roberts, you could the both of them should have been nominated yeah, if they, they were. They did. They were. They were both nominated. Eric was nominated for best supporting, and and uh, John was nominated for best actor. There's a great piece of cinematography where the train is just going through oh. a snow field. It's basically snows covered the tracks, so it it's just a high jib shot. Or a helicopter shot of a train that just yeah. looks like it's going. <laughs> it doesn't look like it's on rails. Yeah. It just looks like it's just going through the snow. Wow. Really cool movie. So, so he sees you. Yeah, what do no, you do? No, do you actually, punch Eric Roberts I, in no, the face and be like, I, I need, I need I to be here. I walked onto the set and I thought it was the cutest thing I'd ever seen because all these guys were like acting like convicts. You know, <laughs> they were coming up to me going, hey, is this tough? I go, yeah, you should be somebody's wife in prison. Oh, you're all right. <laughs> and they all had like. Tattoos that smeared. That's all. Like, oh shit! I'm sorry. Tattoos smeared. And uh, I'd never been on a movie set in my life. Right. This guy asked me, "Do you, you want to be a, you want to be in this movie?" And I said, "What do I got to do?" He said, "Do you want to be an extra?" And I said, an "Extra what?" You know. And he, <laughs> yeah. You got to be specific. Said, <laughs> you got to think of where I've been. <laughs> can you can you act like a convict? And I'm thinking, let me see, San Quentin, Folsom, Solidad, Vacaville, Tracy. I thought, give it a shot. Same number of high schools. <laughs> you, you got a, a penitentiary for every high school you went and to. So, and, and so, you know, I took off my shirt. I had that big tattoo on my right. chest. That it, the tattoo says, this guy's been in prison. It doesn't look like the Marines or, you know, it's right. a tan needle and thread, right? Right. And, oh, God, I'm sorry. You That's very call. professional, Dan. That's somebody that's saying, hey, hey I did that tattoo. No. And, uh, <laughs> And uh, we, uh, he go. I never forget. He goes like this. He goes, wait a minute. He sees my tattoo, and he goes like this. It holds his hands up, makes a square, like does the lens thing. I'm trying to figure out what <laughs> stupid gang is that. I thought he was giving me a gang sign. <laughs> and, uh, it's Hollywood. So I gave him a P for Pacoima, you know. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and then all of a sudden, this other guy comes over and says, you're Danny Trejo. And I go, yeah. And he said, Danny, I saw you win the lightweight and the welterweight title up at San Quentin. I go, you're Eddie Bunker. I, I, this guy was in prison with me. So you're <laughs> boxing in prison. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My uncle started me boxing when I was eight years old. He, he, was, he was golden gloves. Uh-huh. And I, was, I want to say I was his sparring partner. He was like 14. I was eight years old. He, I was just punching. Man. So right. I either, had to, I either had to learn how to duck or, or 
you know, get just get killed. Right. Yeah. And, now, did you ever want to be a professional boxer? Well, when I came out of the joint, I, I, I signed up with Howie Steinler, who used to be manage Indian Red Lopez and Danny Red Danny Lopez. Yeah, Lopez. And, uh, yeah. and uh, he, Howie was cool, but but we went to get a license, and I had uh, too much violence on my so – they gave me a probation. I was on probation, so I, I, I used to do little club fights and – Make yeah, some money. Uh, Danny Little Red Lopez awesome. was uh, a great. I don't know if he's a lightweight. I'm guessing or flyweight, lightweight, oh, whatever. Yeah, lighter weight uh, fighter yeah. from this area from the 80s, 70s, 70s. Oh, 70s. What weight, by the way, is lightweight? Like what it's is 135 pounds. That's on 35. It's yeah, light. Yeah, yeah, you'd be surprised. But now those guys cut weight because yeah. they end up walking around 150 yeah, pounds yeah. or whatever right. it is. They're I just not. seen Bobby Chacon. I did the Pacoima Christmas Day Parade. There's a, yeah, there by the is. way, a little yeah, red. That, no, that's, yeah, that's, that's a little red, yeah. 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 And his brother, his brother was uh, 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 Danny Red Lopez, Indian Red Lopez. Yeah, bigger, because he was bigger. And, right. and, and his brother actually beat uh, a Mexican fighter in Mexico, uh, Mantequilla Napolis for the, was it Mantequilla? Yeah, for the title. But in Mexico, you would never win. Right, sure, because they got rules about not having rules. <laughs> they have rules about white guys not winning. <laughs> so you couldn't get your boxing license because no. there's too much violence. Oh, yeah, you're I know. I, I Even like, when you're out, they're keeping you down. What do they call that? Oxymoron or yeah. something? I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. They, they denied me, so I was on probation for like two years, and I, I made a little money club fighting, and, and uh, I couldn't, you know. So I ended up being a drug counselor. And, right. And, so now you're on the set. They're doing Runaway Train, yeah. and they need guys because the, well, the whole thing is Voight, and I don't want to give it away, but it's been 25 years. <laughs> I guess I Somebody might have seen you. this already. Yeah, they escape from prison. Yeah. But, what? But, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, what I so got, they, there's a lot of prison scenes in it. What I got hired as was uh, Eddie said Eddie Bunker, right, the guy that I was mm-hmm. enjoying with. He says – Danny, what are you doing here? I said, I'm hanging out with this kid. He wants to stay clean. And he said, oh, yeah, we heard about you in the joint. You were, like, running this program and stuff. And uh, and then he, he said, you know, are you still boxing? And I go, well, I train, man. I'm 38 years old. He said, you know, we need somebody to train one of the actors how to box. So he introduced me to Eric Roberts. They introduced me to Andre Kozlowski. Andre Kozlowski liked the way I looked. Mm-hmm. And with the tattoos, the guy that they had cast was also a very, like Eric, very pretty man. You know, mm-hmm. there were two pretty guys fighting in mm-hmm. the joint. Mm-hmm. Doesn't look good. Right. And, and so, so they had to get somebody that kind of just looked like me. So, so now you're fighting in the movie. So no, yeah, yeah. So, so if that, we watched a movie because I haven't seen see, it in a few years. I'd you see, see you fighting. Yeah, I, I trained. I, I taught Eric Rowe how to look. You know, kind of. Yeah. Kind of good. You know. Yeah, it's hard. So then, then how <laughs> I do you, used to do that for a living, too. <laughs> and then how do you capitalize on that? And we'll, we'll get into cars, I'm sure, at some you know point. What, but, you know, but how do you go from that I, one I was, to the next to the next to the next? You know what? The, Is the it like stunt years in between? Or no, what? the stunt coordinator, he, he liked the way I listened to him. You know, because a lot of guys would come in and say, well, I know how to fight. You know, and, and But movie fights are a lot different than than a fight. And so he kind of showed me some stuff. So I went and I was, that's what I was doing with Eric. And he saw that I would listen. So he comes up and says, Danny, I have another, I have another, another, uh, you know, 
show coming up in a couple of weeks. Would you like to? And all I knew was three twenty a day. That was sag. Yeah. I was just, right. I said, well, they give me three twenty a day. Oh, and free. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, by the way, free food, <laughs> which was huge when you come from the valley. You know what's so funny? What's so funny? I got. I had a three-year-old son, and we used to like. I used to like make these big sandwiches and, and literally steal sandwiches and, and a couple of bags of coke, you know, and, yeah. and and take them home. So one day I'm making these sandwiches on the set, and this little girl comes up and says, "Oh, Danny, you have a meal penalty." And I took, "No, no, this isn't all for me. I'm making this for some right. of the crew." I thought <laughs> I thought I was getting penalized. Matt, you know what a meal penalty is? <laughs> no, <laughs> meal penalty. It's so fucked up because. I was the same way. <laughs> so, I worked as an extra. Uh-huh. and Oh, not an extra. A stand-in okay. on a film. <laughs> and, for Danny Trejo. Yeah. And when you come, because we have the same coloring. <laughs> yeah. When you come from where we come from and where most people come from, free food just in general. Because like, <laughs> yeah. I used to eat off a lunch truck. I'm still about free food. So it's it's a no huge deal. So it's free food and it's free good food. Good food. <laughs> and, it's, and it's not only free food at lunchtime. Yeah. It's all day. Yeah. It's, you could graze yeah. all yeah, day. It, yeah. I used to fill my pockets with the <laughs> snack bars and granola bars and apples and yeah. shit walk yeah, out well, of there. Yeah. But to, to make it even better, if you're supposed to break at noon yeah. and eat lunch, but you don't break until 1230 because they're having trouble lighting the scene or whatever okay. it is, you get a meal penalty. Yeah, so not only do you eat for free, but you get another 50 bucks because yeah. they inconvenienced you by making <laughs> you, you wait within six hour. hours. Yeah. I used to hope for a meal a penalty. Meal penalty. <laughs> I used to hope to be exposed to yeah. smoke. I'd be hope for overtime. I'd be hope for hazardous everything because like, they would keep tacking oh, money yeah. onto your shit. So you're sitting there at 1229. One more minute. I get a sandwich. Sandwich and 50 bucks. Yeah, it's like they have all of this. I love it. It's all this, it's all this union shit that doesn't exist in the real world. And like, so when you come from that world, it's mind blowing. Like, you can't believe what's going on on these sets. And then you're like, I don't want to go anywhere else. Yeah, it's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> ever. And they have way more people than they need. Like, if somebody wants to That's go, why all the food is there. Like, go get a van and bring it over there. Got to get a Teamster. Yeah. Like, yeah. I could drive an automatic Ford van. Like, no, you cannot drive an automatic Ford van. <laughs> not that one. We need and, a guy who makes and 100 you will bucks not an hour. work without a Teamster. I'll tell right. you yeah. right now. So they're going to go get the van. So it's a, it's a whole bunch of that shit. <laughs> It. And if you if you're tired of working like me and Danny, and but you're hungry, yeah. it's a great place to go. I, love, I just want to talk about this three three fifty a day because uh, I kind of feel like we're getting yeah. Under- that was sag. That was that was scale at, at, at well. Also, if you're doing a stunt, yeah. if you're doing like oh, yeah. anything to do bump. with the stunt, you get that's the bump. bump. Yeah, that's right. what they told me. This, the, we still the don't make cord- that. No, the stunt coordinator. Now, okay, now every you know, if you fall down, that's a bump. A stunt. I walk out in the ring. I tripped. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a bump? Yeah. Seriously, like if they if they fill the room up with smoke yeah. or something like that, you'll get another bump for breathing in fake smoke. So now you take care of you. Now I you love you. I love my union. Now you realize this is a good thing. Yeah. Right? So I just kept uh, working up for the first five years of my career. I, I never had a name. I was just like inmate number one. Right on the inmate yeah. number one. I want to be henchman or, four one day. Oh, yeah, I yeah. was yeah, I yeah, henchman guy. or bad guy. I want to die guy, horribly. You know? But then at a certain point, on film, somebody right. figures out, and you maybe Charles figure Bronson. Out. Charles Bronson, Death Wish Four. I was Art Sanella. Uh-huh. First you get name a name I, I ever had. I still got it at home. <laughs> and now you got a couple of lines. That right? was five years. That was yeah. five. And I remember. I remember 
hey, don't I know you have my... <laughs> that so just says a line. But I got to say to Charles Bronson, and that was like, yeah. whoa, this is like the guy. Right. We're looking at you, by uh, the way. <laughs> that's that Con Air. Con Air. Oh, Con Air was actually Johnny 23. Hey, yeah. We got company. Yeah. That was great. Uh, I'll tell you, I love Con Air. Oh, God, that was the biggest test in testosterone you've ever... We had like 50 guys on that set, right? All Hollywood wanted right. to be bad guys. Yeah. And if you would spit... Everybody It'd be a contest. <laughs> yeah, Danny and I were talking about there Con is, Air. There it is. That's Charlie. There we are. Uh, yeah. Danny and I were talking about Con Air before we came into the studio, and he was saying how uh, Nicholas Cage would roll up in a fly car, and I think he rolled up by oh, yeah, Aston Martin at a time. And, Martin one time. And of course, Danny's trying to jack the car yeah, from I just him. Said, hey, let me use it. I got to go get cigarettes. Wait here. Uh, let's see. I'm trying. Mid 90s, early yeah. 90s, mid 90s. So he's got a DB7. I think a DB7. Beautiful. Must have been a DB7. You know, it's funny. I talked to uh, Nick Cage about because Nick Cage had a Mura SV that he that he sold. And you ever talk to guys about stuff and not Nick Cage? They don't think they they act like you're not sure if they believe you or not. Like you ever like I've done that with people where I've like been interviewing them and Mm -hmm. I went, "You went to North Hollywood High. I went to North Hollywood High." And they went. Uh, okay. And you're like, oh, okay. Uh, do you not believe me? Or do you, or you want to ask me for, like, throw out a teacher's name or something. But they go, like, what proof do you have? I said to, I said to him, um, Nick, you had a, a Mura SV I heard you sold recently. I have a couple Muras. I love that car. And he, and he was like, uh, yeah. So, that's it. That's you shouldn't it. have said like a couple didn't, mirrors. You didn't say <laughs> he anything. He was thinking, now these are rare, they're expensive. You don't have a couple. No, you don't I know think, what you're talking about. I think about. he's a weird dude, and I think weird dudes don't know what to do with information <laughs> yeah. that you give them. Is, like, is he a weird dude, Danny? Is he's he just, all right. Nick's cool, man. He's, <laughs> he's, little, he wants Con Air, you know, too. He's kind of by himself. You know, he's just... Uh, yeah. I've seen some of his a cars around. A lot of around. guys, though, you remember, a lot of guys kind of like march to the beat of their own band. You yes. Know? Yeah. Yes, especially like band. Hollywood, like star, like stars, movie stars. They like they're kind of like on their own band. But I mean, yeah. you got a was it a fifty five Chevy pickup truck out 62, there? A 52, 52, 52 Chevy. Chevy pickup. If I said to you, I got a fifty two Chevy pickup truck out there, awesome. you'd be like, "What do you got? You got a straight six or a small block <laughs> yeah, or what do you got? What do you got?" We talk. You yeah. wouldn't go like, "Yeah, no. all right, sure you do, buddy, <laughs> sure you do." You wouldn't get all weird on me. <laughs> I got, we got a uh, that I love that little. 52. So well, we'll go. We'll get, we'll kick some tires in a second. But your story, your personal story, is just too damn interesting. I, I can't Thank help you. it. So then and and. The idea of of going f- coming from where you come from and then being the kind of you know thug number five and then getting into carrying a film like Machete, like being a lead actor, that's that, was, that is that something you even dreamt about? No, I could have been I could have stayed inmate number one all this time. I, I mean, you know, right. I've been in it twenty about twenty five years now, but I, I I could have been inmate number one, been all right with me. But slowly, the longer you stick around, the more stuff they give you. And and Robert Rodriguez, when we did a, a we did a, a movie called Desperado, mm-hmm. and I think we were in a little town, Acuna, Mexico, mm-hmm. and everybody kind of got around me. Was they that asking, Antonio Banderas' yes. movie? Yeah, that was they a good were, movie. Yeah. They were asking me for autographs and stuff. They didn't really know Antonio, and mm-hmm. Antonio was from Spain, right? Yeah, and so 
you know, Spaniards are cool, you know, but but it's like we're in this little ghetto town of Mexico in Mexico. Mm-hmm. So they're like all they all like my Spanish better, you know, mm-hmm. like guttural, you know, right. Spanglish and and orale homes and and so right. you know we're like I'm signing autographs and I remember Robert saying these people think you're the star of the movie. I said, right. You mean I'm not? What the? What are you talking? <laughs> now that, that would have been like 94, ninety four, somewhere in there. Yeah. So. At a certain point, he started talking about Machete. Then he said, "I want you to do this movie for me. It's called Machete." And he, he had this whole thing going. Then, I was, yeah, great. So, I mean, almost twenty years. Yeah, you I just, mean, it took uh, I don't know seventeen years after mm-hmm. that, eighteen years after that. Yeah, so you should hurry up. Next at time. a certain point, do you go? I got to take some acting classes. You know what? I, I, I remember with Eddie Bunker, I, my partner, right? Because he stayed my mentor, man. Mm-hmm. Showed me kind of the ropes in movie business. And I remember saying, uh, after about, I did about about 40 movies, you know, I said, you think I should take some acting lessons? He goes, shut up. Don't, don't rock the boat. Just keep right. doing what you're doing. You know? And then if you, if you get any intelligence, you'll screw it up. You know what I mean? So, uh, so yeah, so actually, you're like a guy who has a bad golf swing. But it works. <laughs> like you're shooting That's a good, a good game. Analogy. You're shooting a very good game. And if you ever got with a real golf pro, <laughs> You'd he'd fuck up. you up. Yeah, you screwed it up. He'd tell you because there's you just it works. Yeah, I like that. I that like sounds that. horrible, but you know what I'm saying. You know, yeah. the, you the, make everybody mad on the golf course. He's swinging wrong, right? Yeah. But the ball's Man, landing ball. closest to the pin. Mm-hmm. Thank you. There was that baseball pitcher that in the '80s he would throw and it was like an underhand side, throw. Yeah, side it was like yeah. side underhand. Yeah. And yeah, they're, they're like, you know, he does it. He does it great. Yeah. It's but completely unconventional. There's that way. I don't know if that's Quisenberry or something. Yeah. But there's there's guys who do that with football, throwing a ball, every everything that requires a technique. Yeah. There's one guy who has a fucked up technique, but actually <laughs> has figured it out. Yeah. And if you have a fucked up technique, and this isn't even analogous because some people can act, some people can't act. All the coaching in the world isn't going to help. You you have a personality, you have a look, you you have a point of view, and that's where you bring. Is it? Uh, I think we're. Uh, I'm showing you the picture. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> there you go. Is that me? Am Kansas I acting City Royals. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm an actor. Great mustache. Yeah. Was that John Quizen? John Quisenberry. All right. But why try to? Yeah, I wouldn't. You wouldn't want to fuck with Danny. And by the way, Danny's pretty much playing a drunken, expanded, old version of himself, right? Like Basically, I mean, you're yeah. playing a scary, badass guy. Look, if you if you have to do something with an English accent, they'll give you a dialect. You know coach. what? Listen, but you know what? When I walked into Robert's office, I'll never forget. I walked into his office to cast for Desperado, and he looked at me and said. You remind me of the bad guys in my high school. I said, I am the bad guys in your high school. And it's really funny. It's like me and him, we've done like 10, 11 movies now. And and we do have this little dialect going that he'll look at me. I'll know what he wants. I'll look at you. And sometimes he'll go, hey, say, Dan, stop acting. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? right. And I know what he means. You know what I mean? We just, yeah. so, you know, it's it works. Well, listen, if you're casting a role and you want, Boxers, construction workers, or gangbangers, 
You can't do any better than call the us. actual call us. the actual <laughs> thing. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. I started a deal called Renegade for a while. You know, <laughs> <Renegade>. <laughs> had a bunch of guys with yeah. tattoos. Yeah. Well, it's, it's true. Like I remember in the seventies, growing up, you'd see the same bikers in every <laughs> single movie. Mm-hmm. Fat guy with a beard. Yeah. You know, skinny, scary yeah. guy with a yeah. tattoo. Like they had the same. Even on sitcoms and stuff, and, it'd be the yeah, same. Yeah, like dude. every TV show in the seventies and the eighties had like these four guys. I've right. Done, like four guys. Right. I mean, I've done like now 250 movies. really funny because <clears throat> you mentioned sitcoms. I, I would come home, you know, I'd go over to my mom's and I would say, Mom, I worked with Robert W. Alexander. I worked with Robert De Niro. You know, mm-hmm. And she I know Mijo, but get a job. I mean, she didn't <laughs> right. believe I had a job. You know, right. I did four episodes of The Young and the Restless. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, I went over to my mom's. Were you a doctor? Oh, doctor. Oh, my God, you made it. On the really? Yeah. 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 You were, I you sat were in a bar and I was like, hey, we'll kill all of you. <laughs> you made it, Miko. We saw you. It was like, I, that was her world. You know it's mean? funny. Yeah. Yeah. Forget Zanero. It's funny what's a, official to your parents versus everyone else in society. Yeah. It's so sad. That's great. That, yeah. What's official to your mom and dad? Yeah. yeah. It makes a difference. Yeah. He played Dr. Rex Dexter, by the <laughs> no, way. Actually, I, I played a, a bartender and we were uh, getting ready to kidnap. One of the heroes here. I don't know. But uh, there's Tertuga. That's a good one. Two hundred <laughs> movies. Two hundred fifty movies. Yeah. You think you have uh, yeah, on your belt? Something like that. Yeah. It's interesting because yeah, someone in, in a weird way. If you're if you're playing character roles, you can a do ten movies a year versus one a year or two a year. I mean, if you're if you're the lead in the movie, yeah. and a lot of these movies you weren't the lead in, no. obviously. No, so you go that. spend two days on one set, exactly. go to the yeah. next set, and in the course of a week, yeah, you've been in three yeah. movies. And, and you know what's amazing yeah. is that you'll be sitting in a in a in a hotel by yourself in you know Bucharest somewhere, and you'll be watching this movie, and they're speaking Bucharestian, and. You, hey, I'm in this, and you'll like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, but you must not. Uh, like a uh, black blues singer who doesn't know all of his kids' names, you must not be able to. I have you got a clue. You, you don't have a clue. You couldn't clue. do no. sixty of the two fifty. <laughs> I couldn't do twenty of them. I love that <laughs> about you. I think I could do twenty of them. I couldn't do. I, <laughs> but always, a, always a car guy. I love them. And I'm and man. I did Death Race three and two. There you and, go. Oh God, man, we had so much fun on that. You can. Absolutely not drive the cars. So the drivers on Death Race 2 and 3, that's the one right. I know, were amazing. Because you can't drive them. You can't see out of them. Because right. they make them all this. And and so you, they're doing 80 miles an hour in this thing they can't see. It's too heavy. It doesn't turn. And, and they turn it. It's like amazing. Sounds the, like another thing for Tanner uh, Faust. Uh, yeah, and have Tanner. Oh, no, no. There's a girl Tanner. in this movie in 2 and 3. Tanner Phoenix. Go That's to hell. Name? Go to hell. Look out. Here she comes. Gorgeous. Beautiful. Miss South Africa. Africa. Wow, Where we're looking at a picture. There she is. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Can we have to stare at that every day? You wow. know what I mean? And, she's, and she is the sweetest, most nicest thing in the world. She but can that. she drive? That's no, the question. She drove. Cool. <laughs> Everybody crazy. Yeah. Cool accent. Everybody crazy. <laughs> so now you got and and the good one. 
the the thing about being a car guy and being a poor guy at the same time is it sucks because you can't get the cars you want, you can't get the parts you want, you can't get anything. Now well, well, you make the, a little the, money. The, the 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 I think the lowriders what they would do is they they would get an old car out of a junkyard, you know, just something that wasn't too badly beat up, and we'd drag them out. I remember my first car, the nineteen fifty Buick, mm-hmm. and and it wasn't too badly beat up. And we pulled it out and you know just lowered it and and put a paint job on it and put pipes on it and put a loud sound system on it. And I remember back then they had a a little woofer that you could put on top of your radio and it was wow 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 I would like yeah. wow 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 <laughs> so every song had an echo you know and then, and that was it and you were cool <laughs> it was like you know the other thing I'd see that weird squirrel fan air conditioning thing that they put on in the, the window side. oh yeah 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 and but it was like some kind of swamp cooler for a, Mexicans it's actually a dry ice it's a, you put oh is that you put dry ice and beer dry ice and beer and, uh, right and it and it actually it actually yeah. cooled oh, off but I didn't the, know you put dry ice yeah, in it the, uh, the uh, I'm looking at you put beer in it, the, so uh, technically it's not an open container in the door. car. Yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, the actual uh, um, I have a, a 1936 Dodge, a touring sedan. So mm-hmm. It's really kind of rare. There's only five of them registered. And uh, what we did was in the bar, we put like a little swamp cooler that actually blows cold air through a right. air conditioning because you don't want to really tack the. The engine, you know, with a, with a, with an air conditioning because it's a you know you're robbing. six is a long long time ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to pull off the crank, is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. You put that whole system in there. But now, if you have a vintage car, they have all sorts of cool vintage oh, yeah. stereos that look right yeah. but are digital yeah. and everything. And then they have all the air conditioning systems that you can hide yeah, away yeah, and tuck yeah. under and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Somebody it. figured out even with rims and steering wheels and shit like that. Like people want modern shit; they want it to look like yeah. the old shit. So here's a way to make yeah. the air invisible. All right, let's go out and take a look at. Uh, Danny's uh, 52. Got a uh, Chevy pickup. We'll talk a little more out there, and we'll go see Danny Trejo's uh, car right after this. All right, so here it is. It's uh, Danny Trejo's uh, 52 step side Chevy. Yeah, Yeah, right, right. Small block, 350. In there, what did this thing come with originally? Like, what would it have left the factory a with? Six, flathead six. So a straight six, yeah, straight flathead. Six, yeah. And it's called a thirty-one hundred. So maybe it was a thirty-one hundred flathead I six. <laughs> I don't know. Bigger, I think the thirty-one hundred. I don't but, know. Is that that's probably chassis? I don't know much about yeah, these like yeah. I do some of the older Fords, but. This one you must have had for a while because it looks, I mean, I don't know if you just restored it yeah. old school or you just restored it no, quite a while ago, but we a lot of the cool bits on We've it. had it for about 10 years and we drive it. I mean, you know, we, we drive it. This is, this is, we can take this to San Francisco right now if you want to. Is this a, uh, a little romantic getaway with Danny Trejo? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is this a stock piece here? Yeah, no. It is, this yeah, it's too cool. It's, it's it's stock, but we had it uh, chromed. But as you see, they had too much nickel in the chrome, so yeah, we have to take it's that funny, off. Funny, but it, it, it ends up looking kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, that's why we. <laughs> and it, there's a little patina on top yeah. of the radio. It's, yeah. it's uh, what you call crazed, yeah. <laughs> like you were in high school, Danny. Yeah, I'll yeah. Find it and <laughs> this thing looks like it's got some air put into it because I'm seeing a receiver dryer over there. And yeah, I'm guessing yes, an air conditioning, air conditioning pump yeah. over there. Uh-huh. And 
bench seat. Done. The, the, the interior is actually out of a Bentley. Really? So now, Adam, I know a lot of people say this has got Bentley interior. I mean, it's the same guy. No, no this is actually out of a Bentley. A Bentley. Yeah, somewhere there's a Bentley running around with no interior. So <laughs> friends of mine did it for me, so. They got the leather out of a real deal. So, wow. So somewhere there's a Bentley running around with no interior. Now, are they, the, the wheels look stock but split yeah, in the rear? Yes, they're, they're, uh, they're actually stock rims that are chrome. But they're not even split in no. the rear because they look wider no, than... They uh, are. They're well, wider. They're just deeper set. Normally, uh, normally the Thicker tire. More beefy because of the engine. But you have to have weight in the back. If you take off in this thing real fast, the ass end will come forward. Right, because uh, yeah. there is nothing yeah. back there, really. Yeah. And the... Uh, where's the fuel tank on this? Behind the seat. It's behind oh, the literally seat. behind the seat. Yeah. yeah. That sounds Give you something unsafe. to smell while you're... <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're actually going to bring that... A lot of people bring it and put it between the the uh, the axle, put it put it here. Right, put it in you the know, back yeah. under, yeah. and tuck it yeah. underneath. Yeah. But basically, you got a lot of weight, and you want to get that weight yeah. back yeah. and yeah. over the rear tire. When, so you, it when you lose scoot. traction, you know your gas tank is yeah. empty. Right. <laughs> I love the, um, the the old school effects, like I said, the regular bumpers, the steel like dish wheels, you know, the, the hubcap type wheel. Sounds great. The, uh, the eyelids over the front, yeah. over the front headlights. Old school stuff. Yeah, know, but yeah. it, but it's not like I feel like some guys get these trucks and they go crazy yeah, too much, with them, too much. and they, they go use too the far, and they they lose basically I, the I, essence. I, 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 I kind of like just the clean look because it still looks like a '52 Chevy pickup. A lot of times you get them and you you just completely change them and they don't even look like right. You know, this still looks like a truck that, but they don't use it for work. I use it actually. We still pull furniture and stuff in it. You know? Yeah, I'm moving soon, so come over. Yeah, come over and help you. <laughs> uh, can you fire it up for yeah, us let me and hear what it sounds like? That's it. <laughs> so it's got a probably a Holly. Oh, Weber? Yeah. It's got a Weber oh. four barrel on it. <laughs> oh, really? I think it's a Weber yes. four. Yes, up. Oh, yeah, it is a Weber. Weber got together with Edelbrock. What? You got to. You know, when we had Christine, I think she said they first worked with uh, Weber when they first did their cars. Right, right, right. All right. And it does. It, I had it'll, no. It'll I mean, burn. I would have. You know, I would have. I would have bet one hundred thousand dollars that that would be a Holly four barrel. No. On there, I had no idea that it had. Let me hear your horn. Ever. Oh, uh, yes. and if the police get too close, <laughs> people move out of your way when you do that. All right, so uh, Danny Trail, where do we uh, want to give a plug for you, your organization? Let me see. What are we doing now? We're doing a. Uh, we've got Death Race Three coming out, and. Uh, have a Machete Kills coming out, and we have a, that's the Machete, that's one of the Machete cars right there. The uh, Cadillac. The, the Cadillac 76. Yeah, and yeah. you have a uh, organization. Well, we have with Canine Compassion, throw? which is a, a, a animal rescue, and then uh, uh, you know, right now we're starting to work with uh, Saving the Children, which are a lot of doctors that go around and, and, and start 
And, and what's your um, operation? How do we get a hold of you? Your Facebook page or Twitter? Danny Trejo. What is it? What is uh? Your fa- the official Danny Trejo, yeah. On uh, Facebook, on yeah. official Danny yeah. Trejo. Let's go ahead and get, hit us. So, hit us up. And, tell, uh, and we'll have Danny back on, and we'll get him on the podcast as well since he's uh, and we'll bring the other cars in the neighborhood we'll bring the other cars <laughs> and so, we'll bring Tana Phoenix <laughs> yeah you bring her down and uh, please bring her down send her over you don't have to bring yeah, her yourself fact, you stay home <laughs> yeah so until next time Zavin Kroll for Danny Trejo uh, Matt the moderator D'Andrea saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel wow thank you <laughs> thanks man